The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, June 17th. 2023. Happy Father's Day and welcome to our annual special edition Father's Day of the Cigar Authority. This year, the godfather of boutique cigars, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, and his daughter Lisette join us live as we launch the EPC Pledge Firecracker. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 14th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigar by Cigar Journal Magazine, as well as awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row, the Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you can catch the podcast on demand anytime or on our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Lisette and Ernesto, thank you so much for joining us. Very special. We've been doing this now 11 years yeah. that we bring a father or son, a father and daughter onto the show. So we'll keep this going. Well, Thanks thank for you. doing that. It is a family organization you have. Yes. Your son's yes. there too. Yes. And even the grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw your daughter at the show last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe your son. Uh, yeah, no, he comes and goes. Okay, all right, all right. So it's awesome. So that's what I love about the industry the the, the family part of the industry. Yeah. That it's um, there's some corporations out there, but for the majority of it, it's, it's really families. family, yeah. really families. Yeah. So uh, you have the children in the in the in the business. Wonderful for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, you know, it's something that. Um, um, I guess when I came back in the business, you know, this wasn't the plan. Right. The plan was to, you know, go out on, on my own, make private labels, and, uh, you know, just kind of uh, have fun, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the kids decided to get involved, and uh, naturally, I mean, needless to say, that changed the whole perspective of, the, uh, of my original idea. Uh, which, you know, which I'm glad it turned out that way. And Lisette, you were in a whole different industry. Yes. Uh, was a, well, I am an attorney. Yes. <laughs> I was a practicing attorney uh, back then, full time. So, uh, yeah, it was a big change. Uh, and, and your brother that was in finance. Finance. Uh-huh. And both very, very successful. And you said, no, we want, we both of we want to do this. Yes. Yes. Wow. It, was, uh, it was, uh, I mean, it's, it's in our blood. Yeah. You know, and talking about the, the grandkids, I was just telling him on the way over here how my daughter, uh, she she and I were in the factory uh, last week, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, she has this passion for rolling cigars. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And it's not, a, you know, like the first time she went, I thought, oh, it, it'll just, it's, she's just kind of curious, mm-hmm. or maybe she's doing this because she thinks we want her to do this, or... Whatever other reasons she might have had, but it's real. I mean, she actually um, wasn't feeling very well. So one of the days we had to leave, you know, half half day, mm. 
And she was very <clears throat> affected by not being able to roll the cigar. She was actually there to do um, a study. Uh, she, she received a grant to do a study about cigar makers and the art of working with your hands and creativity. Wow. And mm. she interviewed uh, most of them. And did the study with with uh, you know the 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 pairs that we have there, and throughout the whole time she just kept saying, "This is great, you know, I can't wait to roll the cigar, I can't <laughs> wait to roll the cigar." And then she got upset because she got sick, and so that half day really meant cutting back on that. So she's going to go back next month, and she's going to go roll cigars. Oh my god! Yeah. Literally roll the cigars and tell them the what you the the what you mentioned about Peping that he. Well, he's like, maybe he'll, she'll be the next yeah, Pepin. Because maybe she'll be like the next Pepin. You know, he's uh, he's considered, uh, you know, probably one of the greatest cigar makers in in the world now. And rolling, that, yeah, well, rollers, yeah. you know, a roller, yeah. yeah, and cigar maker, growing tobacco. You know, mm -hmm. we all know his history. But uh, I think you know, there's, uh, um, you know, it's it's. It, I, I feel cigar making is something that you learn, but. It's something that's natural, so it's got to come to you, like music, yes. like art. You know, you just don't study and say, "I'm going to be an artist or a musician or whatever." I know I've tried with these guys <laughs> trying to do it. There's no way, and I tried. It's 38 years now, to, and I've never made a smokable cigar ever. <laughs> you, you either have it or yeah. you don't. Yeah. yeah, and I think she does. I think wow. she does. Yeah. Imagine being able to buy. Sky's cigar, like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you come out with it in a special edition, <laughs> mm. each one rolled by her. My God, she left two mm -hmm. on Never his been. table for Father's Day. Yeah. The two that she rolled last year. Oh yeah, she remember <laughs> she aged them. Yeah, yeah. She left them on your desk, and yeah. I left you our gift on your desk too because okay. I didn't okay. want to bring it here and then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How That's wonderful! A, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so we'll get into all those uh, the happenings and, and uh, bring people up to date of what's happening with E.P. Carrillo Cigars. Mm -hmm. But today we are going to launch a brand new cigar from you. Barry, what do we have here? Well, today's first cigar is the EPC Pledge Firecracker, mm -hmm. and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by EPC Cigars in collaboration with United Cigars. The size is 3.5 by 50, and it features a USA Connecticut Habana wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, and fillers from Nicaragua. A single is $6.99, while a box of 20 is only $125.99, which comes out to just $6.29 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $14 or 10% off on TwoGuysCigars.com. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, go to TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. I've been dying to try this, but to be honest with you... I did this in advance. I smoked this a few times in advance of it already, but it's time to cut our cigar right now. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And I came down to the Dominican with a uh, idea for you, which right. was that this was during COVID. You're right, right. And we were sat across from each other with masks on yeah. <laughs> and, and went through the process of uh, this brand, which was two years ago. Maybe two years three, ago, uh, yes, yes. Uh, so it's a, it's a long process of doing it. And you said, of course, of course, I want to I wanna do this. And no, you don't have, I, you said, I have to do this. And I said, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it. 
And uh, here we go, the, the finish of it. I, I cut it before you because I couldn't wait. Yeah, so. that's, it. that's it. I'm dying to light this up. So, uh, Let's do it. We're going to light a cigar today with the Vertigo Blizzard, which features single action, three jets, patented by the big-ass tank, with a very easy adjustment wheel on the bottom, all for the low price of $9.99. And this, and this does what it's supposed to do. Which is blow up right at the beginning of yes. a strong, strong cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I find interesting of this cigar is this was Cigar Aficionado Cigar of the Year. It got a really good rating. And then when it came time to rate it again, because they go through another process right. of, of right. Uh, rate review again, <clears throat> of the smaller size, which is your Robusto, right. 98. Yes. Unheard of. Unheard of, Phil. That was, you know, uh, especially with something like like this, you know, with a wrapper, uh, you know, which really isn't that popular and from the United States. Yeah, Massachusetts. Yes. Originally, it was grown, and, and I've been using this wrapper. Well, I first used it back in the early 80s. At that time, it was grown in Massachusetts. And now it's predominantly being grown in Connecticut. Okay. Uh, because, you know, the demand is, 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 is getting up there now. I smoked a cigar with you virtually as the, um, the, the pledge itself. All right, all right. When you were launching it, you mm-hmm. had us because, again, COVID was going on when this was done. And we, you did it virtually. We right. sent the cigar, and then you talked mm-hmm. about it. I remember lighting it up, and I'm like, holy mackerel, this is strong. Strong <laughs> cigar is going on. Uh, but... You know, and I'm not good with strong cigars, but mm. as long as it, it's not going to make me sick, mm-hmm. um, it's strength, but aged enough that whatever that rawness is of tobacco, which is what makes me sick. Right. Not right. this. Well, no, the, the, the strength, you know, doesn't necessarily have to come from rawness. You know, you get, get good aged age tobacco, a good fermented tobacco. And I think the, the really the secret, and I don't want to like to repeat this because you know I don't want everybody coming out and <laughs> here we go and, and going and want to you know buy this this wrapper now, uh, which I'm, I'm unfortunately I think it's happening. But really the, the 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 strength here, a lot of it, needless to say, comes from the fillers, as you know, two ligeros for a small cigar like this, and the the wrapper. That's really the you know. The, the, I think what gives it the strength, the, 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 you know, the sweetness, the, the creaminess. So it's a combination of all, but I think the wrapper is really key in this uh, project. In, in the bakeries around here, and I don't know if they have this that, that happens in um, Miami, cer- uh-huh. certainly not the Dominican Republic, there's a little brown cake cookie thing, which is called a hermit. And it's molasses, and it's raisins, and it's brown, and it's almost like a cake-like thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. This is what I taste in, in this yes. cigar, of having that denseness to it, mm-hmm. um, and almost like a, it's not cinnamon. What is? What are they using there? Maybe nutmeg or cinnamon? They have some Black cinnamon, cinnamon yeah. and nutmeg. Nutmeg, yeah. 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 Of the flavor of what I get here, it's beefy, it's, uh, we are, the smallest size of the pledge Gets the ninety-eight. Right. This one becomes even smaller. This is a three and a half. By <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is. This may be a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the great thing about this again, I never thought about this, you know, so much. Uh, but you know, because people around days, you know, want big cigars, fat cigars, you know, all kinds of cigars. But something like this, you know, it delivers. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? 
So even if you know you don't have the time to go out and 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 uh, and and you know smoke a full cigar or whatever, you know you light at something like this, and it's you're satisfied. Yes, and that's what we're looking for. You know, yeah. make that you know. Um, so you cigar. you took it serious. You didn't just take <laughs> your regular blend and say, "Let me make it just three and a half inches." I'll just take the robusto and cut it to three and a half inches. You worked. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. I know, I know. But it, it certainly could have, but, but I know we went back and forth. But the thing is the following. And you know, because we send you samples yes. before. The thing is the following. Uh, this cigar, if you notice, is round. Yeah. So it's a whole different, you know, uh, uh, round and, and press are really two different things. Yeah. People don't understand that. So to make the cigar round and get the same... You know, taste profile—the same concept that we had on the on the uh, on the pledge on the uh, on the prequel. You have to play, and uh, you know, maybe add a little bit more ligero, uh, maybe a little bit less seco. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not a simple. Oh yeah, let's get the cigar, make the same because it's, it wouldn't have, you know, it wouldn't have tasted like the same. Yeah. And good uh, job, good yeah. job. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm thrilled with it, and uh, I think. Uh, uh, the people are going to love it. We're going to make this available on Monday. Monday at 10 a.m. And if you've listened to the show, you know we cheat. It's usually 9.45. <laughs> so everybody will get the email at 10 o'clock. But if you're listening, 15 minutes early, head start. There we go. Yeah. So uh, let's go back a bit. Uh, it was your dad mm-hmm. that started La Gloria Cubana or, or El Cordito. In Miami, yes. Well, El Cordito in Cuba. Okay. Yeah. El Cordito in, in Cuba. El Credito went back, uh, um, you know, to 1893, and mm-hmm. he bought that company in 1948. So we had that question. We when did, I had you and, and I went back yeah. and I asked yeah. him, and and you texted me your grandmother, but he's a funny texter, so <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'll have to try I'll to clarify. Words, translate. I'll words and I'm letters. Like, so then I was like, I, I, I'm not sure if I should tell Dave that, but okay. He says my, but anyway, I did go back and we got the story a little bit more yep. straight, yeah, uh, yeah. and then I asked him why why a credo, which I thought was a great, great question because I had never mm-hmm. thought about it. To me, it was just I was a little kid, I'm running around in a credito, yeah. but you were able to give us a little bit more insight so yeah. maybe we could I had thought I remember going there in the late 80s mm-hmm. and there was um, bars on the on the windows yeah and I thought El Credito not knowing Spanish at all of what it meant credit yeah. so, and <laughs> That's I, <what> bank <laughs> and, and that, that this was once Borrowing money or things like that, a pawn shop type of thing, later turned into a cigar store. And then going in there, and there's all the people rolling the cigars. We talked about it yesterday. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing this, and you were putting a lot of cigars out for a little place like that. And uh, it was time for them to take a break, and a lady comes in with a big cup of coffee. And then everybody got these little... Little cups, and they started pouring it. And I'm looking. I first time ever seeing it in my life. <laughs> and would you like one of these? And I'm like, yeah, I want to try what this what this is all about. What is this little thing that this cheap man is? Because everybody a little why <laughs> this little thing? And then when I took the shot of it. Then I understood. You understand? <laughs> Whoa. You're able to see into the future yes. at that point. You know? <laughs> and you, you were saying it, it may be more of the sugar than even the caffeine. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when they put that little cup like that, they put at least four 
five yeah six spoonfuls yeah. maybe even more of sugar so that's what really gives you the uh boy that was it but i fell in love with it and i've mm-hmm. had it hundreds and hundreds of times since but uh so many memories of that early days of what was going on even waiting for you one day i went in and they said oh he'll be here in a little while and i see you walking down the road mm-hmm. with a bale of tobacco on your shoulders carrying, <laughs> carrying it from wherever you parked your car or something to bring some more tobacco in from wherever it was and i mean not easy especially back then before the boom ends up happening it, it, it was not easy, but you know, uh, uh, you know, once I got into it, and uh, it, it was not work. You know, it was just something that I, I look forward to. You know, every day going there, uh, you know, getting there at six, and you know, going to ten, eleven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it was it, it was just you know part of, of of what I needed to do, and not so much. Um, I, I didn't see it as a job, you know. I saw it as something that I, I wanted to, I, I loved, and I wanted to do for, for the rest you, you of my life. You ended up falling in love, but that wasn't your plan. Your plan was jazz. Well, yeah, I thought my plan was jazz, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that also, you know, that also, since I was maybe 15, 16, that was my, <clears throat> my uh, you know, my, my, my passion, you know, play drums, be a jazz, famous jazz musician, and... Um, but you know, it didn't happen. So, yeah. So this was, uh, you know, this was better. I think this was better. It, for it me. worked out. It you, worked out. Your dad better. was sick, and yes. they said, "Okay, come in and help. Right. You have to leave. You come. You come down there. You end up helping dad, and mm-hmm. then uh, you, you take over." Yes, he passed away uh, in 1980, and uh, you know, that's basically when I. And that's really, and, and you know, when 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 I was with my dad, you know, at least to say, it, it, it was a different. Uh, it wasn't like it is today, you know. It was, you know, we had like maybe five, six cigar makers. Yeah. Uh, there were still problems, but I think one of the things that I took away from those years, which you know, to me, I still see these people making cigars, is you know, we had cigar makers that were in their seventies, eighties, and they would make cigars without molds. Mm. I mean, the craftsmanship, and and you know. Well, these people was something that's always stuck with me, you know, and everywhere that I've, you know, opened up or whatever, this is what I want to kind of relate uh, and the way that we make cigars. You Did know? you ever learn to make, to roll cigars? I never learned to roll cigars, and, and I'll explain to you why, which is a mistake, okay? I'll explain to you why. Um, one day, uh, my father and I, we went to visit this gentleman, very well-known gentleman, he had a very well-known brand. And he was an excellent cigar maker. You know, he was one of the top cigar makers that came from Cuba. And we walk into his office, and he's in a suit. And, uh, you know, we're sitting here, my father, you know, the gentleman, myself, he's behind his desk. He has a suit and tie. And he says, uh, and, and I remember this, this guy said, uh, you know, the worst thing about being a cigar maker is that you're never satisfied. In other words, you'll always find something wrong with the people that are making cigars for you. And that kind of stuck in my, in my head because I see, I'm, 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 to a certain degree, I'm a, I'm, I like to be a perfectionist. And uh, I remember walking out and my father says, you know, he said something very important, but you've got you to gotta define your role in this industry. You're either going to be in the business size or you're going to be a cigar maker because when you try to do both, 
you not yeah and unfortunately you know with this gentleman, it came through. You but know, you actually it. know how to roll a cigar. I know how to make. Yeah, I can make a cigar can't. for myself, but I'm not. You know, I couldn't make like a like you a and uh, sell them or, or produce them fast enough. No, 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 no. I like to make. You know, like when I make blends, uh, I haven't. You know, the first thing I do, I make the blend myself. Okay. Now it may not come out perfect. Yeah. But at least I get an idea right away how the binder and the wrapper is working. That I do by myself. You know, like if I'm the in DR, I'll go in like a Saturday or Sunday. And, uh, you know, do it myself. And then I'll say, okay, let's do this blend. And, um, you know, to see how this, how it's going to develop. But I like to do the, the, the first thing I like to do is, you know, you know, do that work myself. And one of the reasons for that is because, you know, we used to go through, you know, blends and more blends. And we make 25 cigars and 50 cigars and all these type of things, which incidentally... The, uh, the 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 four packs we're giving away with the uh, cello boxes today, yeah. those are part of those blends that may go back, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, 10 oh, years. Oh, look what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we used to make 50 cigars, 60 mm-hmm. cigars, 100 cigars. So I give it to everybody and all this. So, you know, I said, let, let me just do this and not, you know, just put things out there that maybe aren't going to be, uh, you know, what I'm looking for. It evolves from that. Exactly. And that becomes, you know, it needs a little more of this. So that, exactly. that's not going to be sold. Exactly. But when I first do it, I have an idea. So I'll go and I'll make like maybe three different blends, four different blends. I'm trying the wrapper, the binder, uh, the fillers. You know, sometimes I'll smoke each tobacco by itself. And in my head, I think, well, you know, I know this tobacco is going to work well with this. Uh, this binder is going to work well with this wrapper. And so I make this, you know, mental uh, idea of, you know, what I'm looking for. And, you know, one of the things that I try is not to, uh, you know, I don't like to say, okay, this cigar is successful. Let's do this cigar again. Do, you know, make a, put a different band on it or a different set. No, it has to start, you know, start from scratch again. It has to start from scratch. Yeah. Yes. And it's not just of taste. As you do this, you have to look at combustion. How well does this going to... Combustion? Yeah. How well does Availab- the wrapper go with the binder? Exactly. Not availability. Availability yeah. of tobacco. You know, yes. I don't want to come up with a brand that, you know, down the road, uh, six months down the road, we don't have the tobacco. Right. So till we have at least, you know, two, three years, four years of inventory, hmm. you know, we don't want to get into making anything new. And that's why, in our case... You know, you see, we don't come out with a whole bunch of new things. When we come out with things, it's because we know we're going to be able to keep that consistent blend going on for years. Because that's our goal, years. You know, we're not looking at this year, next month. We're looking for years. Right. Let's keep this going and be able able to have it. Every once in a while, does it happen that it does happen, we're not going to be able to get... Broadleaf. All of a sudden, exactly, broadleaf gets yeah. out. You either discontinue that or you turn it into it and you make a different cigar. Or we discontinue it. Yeah. You know, we had, we've had that issue uh, lately. Uh, well, not lately, but in the past few years. You know, we had three great brands that we basically had to stop making because, you know, first of all, the demand for the, uh, you know, the uh, La Historia, the Encore, the, the Pledge. And uh, so we just said, you know, let's just stop making it because if we don't have the tobacco... Or we don't have, you know, we don't want to be, uh, you know, doing something that's not what people are used to as far yeah. as the, uh, the so, cigars. So concerned. now, and I can say your age because you put it on the on your package. Mm-hmm. You're in your seventies now. Congratulations, yes, and yes. you're looking good. You're feeling good. I'm feeling great. And I'm you want to, and you want to keep going. I want to keep going. Um, you know, my goal is to. I mean, you know, at some point, I want to be able to 
which I have been doing. I mean, the, I have to say the kids have, you know, they've taken such a load off of me as far as, you know, the administrations, the, the marketing, right. the sales and all that. So now basically what I concentrate the most of is, you know, buying tobacco and, 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 and making blends. Yeah. yeah. And, and dealing with different companies that, you know, this is the amazing mm -hmm. thing of making cigars for other cigar makers. Yes. That, yeah. I mean, you've you got to feel good about another cigar maker coming to you and saying, I want to make a cigar and you do it. They they make cigars for a living. Yes, yes. It, it's uh, it's something it's something that uh, you know. Needless to say, it's it's uh, it's it, how do I put this? It's uh, rewarding. Uh, it's it's you know, it's an honor to have other people you know come to us and say you know can we make a cigar with you or you can you make a cigar for us? Right. Uh, so it's and now we're seeing it you know we're seeing it more since we you know we came out with the uh, Inch Nicaragua. Where you know, and I'm not. There's no need to mention names, but you know, there's plans to to do this with other people also. Okay, and we're going to get to that cigar in the next hour, which I lit it up for the first time this morning because I didn't want to be shocked, uh, <laughs> thinking it was something different than it was, and I'm yeah. glad. And I'm glad I did. Ed Sullivan, who's on the side over here, he doesn't like big ring gauge cigars. Period. That's it. I'm not crazy about it either. So that's why I, I haven't smoked it. We carry it, but uh -huh. um, I wanted to smoke it. And what I got different from that, and we'll get to it in the next hour, was the amount of flavor in a 60 ring gauge cigar barely happens. There's a couple mm -hmm. of people that, that pull it off, mm -hmm. but most people, it's just a lot of filler, mm -hmm. a lot of fluff. Mm -hmm. and no, no, you know right <laughs> right uh and and we'll get to that into the next hour uh so Lisette, you you are you, you're doing it with your brother also in, in the u.s right you're dealing with everything that happens in the united states and do you have a role and he has a different role so you don't step on each other well we we have um in um in the united states uh we're we're doing the globally uh, as well, right. right? So we focus from the United States, right? Yes, okay. yes. And uh, we both visit the factory, and we both have, um, I guess, defined roles, but uh, we complement okay. each other Good. a lot. Good. Yes. Yeah. So he's mostly responsible for the sales and the operation side of the factory. Uh, which, uh, by the way, the factory's name is Tabacalera La Alianza. Right. It uh, represents our alliance, like the, the three of us. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a name that we started um, started with. Is that like alliance? What is yeah, yeah, kind okay. of yeah. like an alliance, yes. Yeah. And uh, we're playing with a fun name, just kind of doing business as, which we can't reveal anything <laughs> right now. But, well, which um, I love, yeah. Yeah, so that, you know, that we're still playing with it. Um, so that's something really exciting. And I do the, the marketing and the legal components and financials. Would, would you, would you do the financials? I would, yes. would think he would do because he's... I know, it's funny. I have a right. funny story. So when we first started... Um, our dad was very busy, uh, you know, putting everything together with respect to the factory, the blends. And my brother was still living in New York, so he came uh, to Miami. Uh, we had, like, this small office that I was previously using for legal work. And we're just sitting there, and we're talking, and we're just kind of, so how are we going to do this? And he's like, I don't really know. Um, do you do you want me to do marketing and you do sales? Or do you want to do sales and I do marketing? It's almost like flipping a coin. And I'm looking at him. Honestly, I mean, I'm, I was an attorney, 
And I had worked before, and I had my own little humidor company yeah. inside the company. So I made a good amount of money, by the way, before I went to law Which school. Which I didn't know about. Well, you didn't know about it, but he didn't want to be a part I of it. I still kept paying and for then, the school. It and was... then he wanted, to, he wanted to be a part of it. He did not want to be a part of it because he was really busy. So I offered him partnership, but he was just like, nah, you deal with the ashes and the humidors. And then he was like, wait a minute, what? how many humidors are you packing a week here? I'm like, oh, I told you. But anyway, so I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit uh but um at this point uh we're just sitting there talking and he was doing finance and and you know it it ended up that that I was going to do sales and he was going to do marketing but at the end of the day we really weren't too sure about what we were doing so little by little it's incredible you know like the IT part of something the financial part of something the the legal part obviously I knew and then the numbers part he knew but um, he also um, worked somewhere where they evaluate companies, you know, and they make companies better. He worked in that before. So okay. then he came in and, and as we started getting more and more, um, I guess, uh, d- developed, you know, developed, then we started finding our roles more. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then one time um, he says, you're kind of creative. I've noticed you're kind of creative. And I was like, yeah, I think so. I do used to do okay in fifth grade with creative writing. So, yes, you know, like I won some award. And then he's like, we need something more traditional. And, you know, like uh, the E.P. Carrillo bands, you know, they're, they're nice and everything. And then we had Inch. And then he's just like, we just need something different, more traditional. And I said, well, what are you, what are you thinking? And he's just like, I'm not good at this, <laughs> you, you know, but I like this. And then I looked at it and I was like, okay, let me see what I can do. And I started thinking and thinking and uh, I knew a, a local artist um, who also liked carpentry and all of it. And he, you know, was doing something else for us. I said, hey, you're a painter. You know, I've been given the task of coming up with this concept, you know, and can we talk about it? And struggling artist you know and he was very excited about something like this so we started talking and talking and said well how about if i put my grandmother on on a band he's like oh yeah your grandmother his grandmother my grandmother my grandmother on a band yeah and he's just kind of like yeah okay keep going he said because this was la historia oh yeah so i was like but then let's tell a story you know so we start here you know with the story of my grandmother and then i wanted to represent women Right, because women are in some ways, um, I guess, the unseen, you know, or untalked about part of the industry. But they're the biggest part. And 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 even mm. in the factory, the rollers. Yes. I mean, predominantly women, and the passion, and you know, it, it's incredible. So I said, how about if we tell the story of Cuba to Miami? And so here behind my grandmother's Pinat de Rio, where she grew up, and uh, it's a very uh, well-known tobacco. A region in Cuba, mm-hmm, sure. and then behind me is Miami, and you have, you know, the port with the the you know the the whole port activity, and then you have the Freedom Tower, and the Freedom Tower is uh, very. Uh, my dad could tell you a couple of stories about the Freedom Tower because he went there a lot when he first arrived yeah. to Miami, yeah. and so we tell the story, and then the colors uh, and and all of that developed from this concept, and there were a lot of you know different um, you know. Details that were changed along the way. 
But the trick was we did not show it to him until the end. Oh, because wow. he is a perfectionist. He, he doesn't want to be. Because he said a while ago, I, 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 what is it you said? I want to be a perfectionist? You no, are. No, it's I like, don't want to be. It's like, so, so when he first saw it, he was just like, okay. Uh, and he's probably dying to say 101 things that he might have found little issues with. But he knew what it meant to us. And he said, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and he goes, but wait, now my mother's, my mother's face is on this. And I was like, yes. And then two years later, the cigar that might've been released, you know, two months later ended up being two years later. Um, and he's just like, wow, this really kicks up the pressure for yeah, me. Yeah. And there, there came my story. Yeah. You may have to make it. So that was really fun. Represent your mother, right? Of course. Well, yeah. You pressure. Know, and, and, uh, and let me tell you, it's like, you know, like say was the, the, the women in the family, you know, sometimes people don't uh, realize how, how uh, influential they are. Sure. I mean, in real life they are. But in business, you know, uh, and I have to say this, uh, I think the, um, the fact that, you know, my mother uh, uh, was so instrumental from the beginning, uh, she was a seamstress. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she made more money than my father did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and believe me, at those days, they were selling dresses for $10, you know, but she had people lining mm -hmm. up too. She mm -hmm. was great. And um, so, you know, the... the, the the pressure was there, you know, how do I pay uh, tribute? How do I, you know, say thank you for, you know, helping us, you know, develop this company and, and, and being where yeah, we are? Couldn't have done it without her. I tell you, no, it's, no. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I think one of the, uh, the um, you know, the most important thing is, you know, uh, she was never, she always knew what I needed to do. Just like my wife, you know, yeah. they have like a sixth sense for this is where you need to go. Oh, I think I need to do this. So, oh, I think about it, but I think this is what you need to do. Yeah. But you know, they they guide you in, in the right way. Yeah. You know, even Lee said at times, you know, and even and, and my son, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you don't listen enough to your kids. Yeah. And but then when you go back and you and you start thinking, you say, you know, they make sense. Right. You know, all these things that they're saying. As the year goes by. You see that they had the, uh, you know, and right. I'm sure it happens the same, you know, with them. Uh, things that I tell them that, you know, years go by and I know that they say, you know, what oh, you I, I, it I, happens all the time. Yeah, you know? you think of things that your parents said to you years ago mm -hmm. as I get older. And I remember that my dad told me when I was little this thing that right. I thought nothing of. And here I am. I go, I, I turned it to my father, I think, to myself sometimes. <laughs> exactly. What, what happened here? Exactly. All right. We are smoking the EPC Pledge Firecracker that will be available starting Monday. Barry, what do you think of this? Lives up to the Firecracker name? Yeah, it's a seven or eight in strength. Uh, a lot of flavor, a lot of complexity. I'm getting notes of uh, fudge, um, some nuts. Just all around well-rounded, and it's smooth. It doesn't burn too hot. It's a really good cigar. And we're about 30 minutes into this. I mean, mm -hmm. it's burning that much? Slow. Wow. Mm -hmm. It does burn slow. Yeah, it burns yeah, slow. It's a great taste. So it looks taste. like it's a 10-minute thing, but you're going to get right. some time and out of this. It, it's yeah. the size I love. Right. And as you said, the, the big thing is that you're satisfied when you're done. And exactly. These definitely exactly. satisfy. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Firecracker is not the only new patriotic cigar coming out of EPC. We're going to talk about what's new with EPC when we return. We are live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by AJ Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Christoph. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy. The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Skip Martin. No, I'm Skip Martin. And I'm Michael Rosales. Right. We're from Roma Craft Tobacco. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority. The 
number one cigar podcast. No matter what you heard, the number one. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and now Red Available West Tampa Cigars. That's passion with a purpose. It is Father's Day weekend, and we're here celebrating with Ernesto Perez Carrillo and his daughter, Lisette, father and daughter in the cigar industry. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, We are celebrating with a firecracker. This is the EP Carrillo Pledge Firecracker that's just getting released now. It'll be available on Monday, and this is for 4th of July, but you guys... You pulled one out of your pocket at the last minute, too. And probably last minute, you probably worked on it for years also. Uh, The Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. So that is coming out any day now. It's just being yes, shipped. Yes, I believe it's done in the chip yes, already. It's, it's, yeah, so you should it's have shipping. it here pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. This week, yeah. So uh, what's the deal? What's the deal with that cigar? Well, uh, I think that cigar, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we have to give credit to a, a great friend of the family, Selim Honono. Who used to work for us, and uh, he was, you know, he comes in and smokes cigars with us once in a while. And I don't know how that came. You, were, I think, you were part of the uh, that conversation where, you know, he says, uh, well, you know, why don't you guys do something? Because we have the pledge. We have allegiance. And then we have the allegiance, which is, you know, also. I, I thought that's why you put it together, and eventually that would be the third thing, but no. No, no idea. Wow. Yeah. No idea. Even I was shocked. Because what, like, what? Right? what a natural, right? What a natural. And And then we were sitting there, and we were thinking, well, how many boxes should we make? Well, let's make, uh, you know, 2,000, 2,500 boxes. And uh, Celine says, well, you know, that's going to take away from the, uh, you know, 1776. And... Uh, yeah, 1776. So we made a you know seven, a thousand seven hundred seventy six boxes. Yeah. That's, that's that's it, and they all number. So and not again, or no. maybe every year. Well, maybe every year. We'll see how it goes. Well, this Let's has share. been this has <laughs> been something else. I've never seen uh, a reaction like this uh, from the consumers. Yeah. It's incredible. Crazy. I manage all the social media personally, so I see all of the messages and uh, I talk back and forth, and it's just. Well, I need to know what store. I need to know what city. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, <laughs> let it get there. We'll post a list. But yes, I mean, limited. and yes, and it was, and it was worth the seventeen seventy six. They're all handwritten. Wow. But you yeah. know, you kind of think like, I don't know, could we have played with this seventeen thousand seven? Right. Seventeen thousand. When you see that, it's kind of like, oh gosh. And then, and then, you know, sometimes we'll get messages like. Well, how am I ever going to get a box? There's only 1776, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, but um, yeah. But if we do it every year, uh, and then the the blend, I mean, the, using the American tobaccos yes. and incorporating that, yes. and the blend is incredible. So like, this I is can... not a, a mixture of the pledge and the allegiance no, mixed together. Not really. Necessarily. <laughs> not really. No. No. Originally, you know, that was the the uh, you know that was the idea. You know, how do you blend? the allegiance and the uh, and the pledge. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we started talking about, you know, you know, American tobacco. Yes. I mean, people talk about Dominican, Nicaraguan tobacco, mm-hmm. Honduran tobacco, you know, Cuban tobacco, whatever. But there's tobaccos being grown here in America also. But that's great the, tobacco. That's the problem why you can't make 17,776 <laughs> because exactly. there isn't enough of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I've been experimenting with these tobaccos, uh, you know, with other blends and stuff. And it's kind of tricky because you have to find the right balance uh, between that, the Dominican that we use, and the Nicaraguan tobaccos that we use to get, you know, the taste that, that we're looking for. 
which he, I, I think is different than, than you know, a lot of the things that we do. Okay, one so, size. One size, yes. Which is what? Uh, six by 54. All right, six by 54. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're on their way. They're on their way. Um, so I hate to be in your shoes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> or, any, or any retailer's shoes at this time because the demand, as a matter of fact, uh, remember uh, when, uh, you know, Lisette calls me and, and Ernie calls me. He said, you know, we could have made 10,000 of this. <laughs> yeah. So, well, why don't we? No, we can't do that. No, we can't. Yeah, yeah. My dad's always kind of like, well, you know, why don't we? I was like, oh, we said it and we, we got to stick by it. So, Ernesto, yeah. I had a question. I'm seeing more of the 6x54 size. Does that give you a lot more possibility than blending a 6x50? It does. It does. You know, those four ring gauge more does give you, you know, more possibility. But, you know, the thing about the, the blending, I think the most important thing is the balance uh, of the blend, you right. know, and the complexity. Um, I like to, uh, you know, I like to blend a cigar where, you know, it's going to start a certain way. And that, you know, first impression, which is I think that, you know, nowadays we're all, you know, instant gratification. There's <laughs> right. no, oh, let me wait. In the old days, oh, this cigar gets better after an inch. Nobody yeah. wants to wait anymore. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> no. Throw it away. It wouldn't work with this little guy. No, it's no. still in three inches long. <laughs> no, no. So you have to get right from the beginning. It has to, you know. You get their attention. And then, you know, as it develops, you know, it starts changing a little bit. Then yeah. it comes back. And, and I do this experiment with a lot of people, you know, where, you know, we'll give, before we put anything out, you know, I'll give it to, we have a great group of, of smokers in the factory in Miami. And, and I hear their feedback and, uh, you know, how the, blend is developing and how it's changing and you know now you feel this now you feel that and i think that's what you know cigar making is is about you know something that is going to hold your interest right though that moment that that you're smoking it yeah well, i mean i think that's what separates some of the good from the great right how does it change over the course of the cigar does it keep your interest or is it kind of single note throughout right exactly and uh that's and i and that's something that uh you know i think that's what in a way, sets us apart a little bit, you know, yep. because all our cigars, we try to make them that way, that there's going to be a balance, there's going to be, you know, some complexity, and it's going to keep the person that's smoking it, uh, you know, interested in, in the cigar. He's not just going to be smoking something to be <laughs> right. blowing out air. Well, there's a lot of interest in your brand because here it is, you're coming out with something. There was no sample of it. Every retailer wants it, and every consumer wants it too, and no one's had it. So <laughs> now that's 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 the thing. Now you know, I started thinking. Well, what if for some reason this you know doesn't meet the expectations of my uh, of my you know my my fans or our fans? I should say, you know, what's you know what's the expectation? So far, it's been you know the few people that have tried it are you know are really uh, enjoying it. Uh, so I'm happy about that. But right. you know, the final. Verdict is going to be out there with the, uh, with the consumers. Well, you're going to hear it real soon. <laughs> but your reputation is so good that every, there's nothing to think about. We know it's going to be good because you are a perfectionist. You weren't, you weren't going to put it on if it, if it wasn't. Yeah. So the next it, one ends up going too. And, yeah, and, and this plan wasn't, didn't happen overnight. This is something that you know, we, we smoked you know, on various occasions down in the India. You know, we come in with, with different blends. Yeah. And uh, we smoke it, you know. I give some to Alisette, to uh, Ernie, to, you know, David, uh, who, you know, he has a great palate. You know, some of the guys in the office, we smoke them in, and, you know, I say, you know, this is really, 
something new because you're always looking for new tobaccos because at the end of the day, what's going to distinguish you from other companies is, you know, what type of blends are you making? Right. And you can only make so many blends with Dominican, Nicaragua, Honduras tobaccos. So mm -hmm. let's try this and let's see how this uh, works out. Right. All right. Right now, it's time to ask the Dawn by Don Rafael Cigars. It's time to ask the Don. <laughs> Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars, mellow and smooth, built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And today's question comes from Logan, and it's a question regarding Habano tobacco. He recently smoked his first Habano Maduro, and he thought it was delicious. And while smoking it, he wondered what Habano tobacco was, so he Googled it. According to Cigar Aficionado, they determined Habano is a Cuban term for a cigar made entirely of Cuban tobacco. Seeing that the cigar I smoked was Nicaraguan, it realized that my question is this. What determines a cigar's origin point, and what is Habano tobacco? All right, I'm going to give that to you. Okay, good question. <laughs> <laughs> Habano tobaccos, okay, when we speak about Habanos, you know, we speak about broadleaf, we speak about Connecticut, you know, it, it comes down to the seed, okay? Now, during the years, you know, there's um, the original Habano was a criollo, and what happens is that because of the different, uh, you know, as time goes by, these seeds are more susceptible to different uh, diseases because of the you know, climate change, let's say, weather, whatever. So you do hybrids. And uh, there's a Habano 2000, there's a Corojo 99, there's the uh, HBA, there's, uh, um, uh, you know, the, the Criollo. And what this is is basically Habano seeds that are uh, hybrid, hybrid, right? Yeah, hybrid. To avoid some of these uh, diseases, molds and exactly, and black exactly. Shank and and, and uh, in the past, you know, five, ten years, there's been a lot of work done because you know, needless to say, uh, depending on when you grow the tobacco, you know, there may be different uh, climatic uh, situ uh, situations or um, so. I'll give you an example. If you grow a Habano let's say 2000 in Nicaragua, Honduras, or Ecuador, you're going to get a different smoke altogether. Sure. And that yeah. comes down to the soil. Yeah. So, yeah, that, the original Cuban Habano 2000 was horrible. Didn't burn well. It didn't well, burn well. It, it was, well, it was, it was, and I know that story. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I think, one of the first ones was grown in, uh, actually, the first Habano 2000, uh, I bought was from Honduras, mm. from a, uh, the Oliva tobacco family. It was grown in Copan. And uh, it was a great, to we, we made, I don't know if you remember the, um, when I was general, we made those uh, limited batches. We had like five, days. We, we, I think we did one with you. Of uh, trunk show, trunk show. Yes, remember that? I do. That was yeah. a Six lot of ones. fun, right? Remember? Yeah. Well, that was the first Habano that I'm aware of that was grown in Central America, and then um, you know they, they they started growing it in um, Ecuador, which is 
you know, been very successful. And but it's it's basically different. You know, there's different types of Havana, like I said before, the the Habano 2000, the HVA, the Corojo 99, and then the the color of the wrapper has to do with the priming. For instance, the lower primings, you know, you're going to get more of a, a, a natural rosado, you yeah. know, color. And then the middle, the middle primings is more of a, you know, more, uh, you know, like a more like a brownish chocolate, uh, reddish color. And then the top is the Maduros. Yeah. So, uh, and depending where it comes from, you're going to get a different, you know, a different smoke. Yeah, and as these farmers are growing and they're losing crops and stuff, they say, "No, I can't grow this anymore." They have to change that seed, cross pollinate. You, you have to exactly yeah, yeah. And, and turn it into something so they can make a profit. Well, they have. They need, you know, they yeah. need uh, production. They yeah. need. They need to, uh, you know, be able to uh, supply the market with the demand. Yeah, yeah. So, so the answer to him is, it's not necessarily Cuban, but it's Cuban seed. seed. It's Cuban they, seed. Yes. Originally. Originally from yes. Cuba. Yes. And then it, it morphs into a better product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the origins, where the cigar is made. Yes, right. it it has less meaning over time with people blending things from all the countries. Right? Yeah, so you yeah. know, you make uh, in next hour we're going to smoke Inch Nicaraguan. Did mm-hmm. you make it in Dominican Republic? It, no, it, no, that one we make in uh, Nicaragua. Oh, it's oh. made in Nicaragua. Yeah, okay. that's made by okay. the uh, Placencia family. Okay, but typically um, companies will put a Nicaraguan cigar out, but the origin of where the cigar was rolled has nothing to do with it. Mean right, they make right. it somewhere else. Like the Encore we make in uh, in Dominican Republic. Okay, yes. And that's been a you know huge success for us. This one in particular, which we'll talk about later, the Inch Nicaragua was something that uh, you know, uh, and I'll tell you the story, you know, where the concept came from. And uh it worked out, you know, very well. Yeah. So um okay, so you make cigars for other people. That was the whole idea of Sad in the factory up again. Right. Cigars. Uh but we're having people like Tim Ozinga, who was with CAO, now he started back again, right. and he's having a cigar made by you. Right. And this is interesting because they could choose anybody they want to end up making cigars. Skip Martin, who makes his own stuff in Nicaragua, uh, all, a couple of years ago I hear word of that he's going to you yes, and have yes. him make a cigar. Um, Oliva, uh, they're just one after the other of... You know, there's one thing of me having a cigar made by you, but somebody who makes cigars for a living mm-hmm. saying, "Okay, here, here's yeah. our brand." Right. Go ahead, take it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's uh, I mean, in in um, you know, Tim's case, you know, we we've been making cigars for Crown Head since 2011. John Huber yeah. and Mike Conner, right from the go. That was the first yes, one. Yes, that was the first yeah. one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when Tim came back on board, you know, you know, we decided to, uh, you know, to go back and, and now we really, you know, partner up in a real tight way with, uh, you know, Crown Heads and Tim. And, uh, so it's, it's challenging because, you know, these guys are always, these young people are always thinking about new things and new ideas and, you know, how can we make this different and new concepts and cigars, you know, like Skip, you know, when Skip called me, well, Skips was supposed to be here for his 50th. Now it's right. going to be for his 50th. <laughs> what is it now? Whole industry. Yeah. But, but let me tell you something. Skip is, is uh, you know, he, he knows his stuff, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I fought with him. I have to say. <laughs> I, I fought with a guy. He and, fought and he's with. a champion fighter. <laughs> oh. No, Skip, Skip, Skip will, you know, he'll keep quiet. He'll listen to you. All right, Ernie, I understand. Can we do this? Skip. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, 
and impressed me. The the you know yeah. the final blend. I mean, hopefully it'll be out soon. I understand yeah. we're getting the boxes soon. So the cigars have been there now for you know over a year aging, wow. and uh, so hopefully this year we'll we'll get it out. All right, looking forward to yeah. it. Looking forward. Yeah, we to want it. to get it out before his sixtieth. <laughs> anyway, well, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> that, that's our industry, though. Okay, right now it's time for the poll question of the week, and that's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And each week you can head over to CigarAuthority.com and cast your vote. And uh, we conclude the best rock band whose first album came out after 1980. And the final put Metallica up against Pearl Jam, and Metallica wins with 62% of the vote. So Metallica wins this whole thing. Whole thing. And uh, we have a new poll up there now. We took 16 commercials that are on the Cigar Authority, (laughs) created a bracket. And it's time to vote for the, your favorite your commercial. commercial. This will be interesting. This will be very interesting. Okay, upcoming shows. Uh, next week on the Cigar Authority, we are having the Swisher Cigar Story. We're going to tell you the history of Swisher Cigars uh, all, the, all the way up till uh, buying of, uh, uh, what am I saying? Drew Estate. Drew Estate yeah. and, 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 and it, There's some interesting stuff in there. We really? were looking at it on yeah. Tuesday. Um, and uh, July 1st, we're going to get ready uh, for the PCA trade show. I'm going to tell you uh, what to expect of new things coming out. You heard some of it today. Uh, no Barry episode. No, I'm on vacation that week. And uh, oh. the following week, um, uh, there'll be a No Dave episode yep. because I'll be at the trade show. And a couple weeks after that, there's a No Jonathan. Anything you need to tell me? Uh, it's <laughs> September. I already told oh, you. Right. It's in your calendar. <laughs> uh, yes, that, which is going to be an interesting one. That is on September 9th. There is no Ed and no Barry. Oh, boy. Um, that would be my second week of vacation. Yeah. So no Ed and no Barry. It's huh. me and Jonathan. Oh, my God. What can I do? I can't, I I can't do it by myself, guys. I can't do it with them. Man, yeah, if you don't uh, get Chrissy to fill in, Jonathan will have to run it. You'll be all by yourself. Right. Um, and you see no Jonathan today. It is Father's Day weekend. We're announcing that uh, Ernie was coming up here. Uh, we're just too packed. It's mm-hmm. nonstop. And he said, there's no, just no way I got to be there on the floor. So, uh uh, we're doing it without well, them uh, either way. Dave, maybe you can just do another show where you read a magazine mm. for the whole show. <laughs> it was actually very interesting. So I had no nobody on a show. <laughs> I have to do a whole two-hour show. So I got issue one of Cigar Aficionado magazine. Oh, my. I put it in front of me, and that was the whole show. Then I just turned to the, the next page, and I talked and about the, the <laughs> what, what I saw and what who advertised and what it was, and just you know turned to the next page and go to it. And I went through the magazine and, and used up two hours. It was, it was a good show. Yeah, it was actually interesting. The first edition. The first edition. Been, yeah. You remember that. Oh, yes, that, I remember that. That put you on the map, that's yes, for sure. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Uh, it was an incredible, an incredible uh, day because, you know, nobody could imagine what was to come. And <laughs> you knew in advance because he came to your place right, right. in advance. Limousine pulls up in front. Right. He comes <laughs> out and tells you, I'm about to change your life. That's right. It was, it was, it was, I want to say 1991. And, uh, you know, he walks up and, 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 uh, I, I never forget that day because I was sitting at a little table. I was, you know, looking at the, the cigars or whatever, doing the quality control, whatever. And he walks in with the, you know, the long hair 
And, uh, you know, one of the things, he's telling me about the magazine, and I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I don't know, man, this business is... You remember those days. I do. And it was and bad. I, and, and I it, never thought a magazine was going to survive through it. I, of that I, little thing. I, I, never, I never thought. But, you know, the way he did it, I mean, he had the experience with the wine industry. With yes, wine spectator. Wine spectator. And um, when he left, he says, you know, I'm going to make all you cigar makers rock stars. And I think what really sold me, like six months later, he sends me a box of uh, wine spectators where he had a, a story on Cuba. The uh, Cohiba factory. Okay. And I said, man, this is really nice. You know, I really got, uh, you know, excited about it. Yeah, top quality. Yeah. Everything and, was and, with, uh, and then during the show, uh, they had the breakfast. Yes. And he was out there talking about the And I saw the magazine. I didn't even open it because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, this is going to be another one of those shows where I'm going to be here three days and basically <laughs> sell two boxes of cigars. <laughs> and um, so... Just before he finishes, about 20 minutes before the, uh, the show ends, uh, the, the breakfast ends, and the, the show's going to start, I say, you know what, I forgot my, my sales order book. And at that time, it was a yellow pad. Yeah. <laughs> so I go up to the room, I get the yellow pad, I'm coming down, and as I'm coming down, I see a line of people right in front of my booth. And I'm looking at them, I said, you know, what are these people what? doing here? Right. And so, you know, oh, I want this. I want the wave. I want the wave. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm writing down, and I'm not writing. And I say, where is this coming from? Finally, somebody comes up to me and says, have you seen the magazine? Now, there were no ratings. I don't know if you remember the first ones. They were basically talking about the cigars. Okay. But they had such a beautiful story about the wave that people were just going crazy with the, uh, with the Gloria Cubana. Wow. And that, you know, the, I remember that night I, I called. Dollar that, 35. <laughs> Dog, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I come and said, "What's happened? I mean, there's people in the doors here. Uh, well, you remember, you were, you know, you know, there's people here. You know, uh, and there's lines of people trying to get the way. Well, we don't have enough cigars. We sold out of everything. I mean, it was crazy, man. Yeah. Wow. And, well, because and, of that, I in those days always had to smoke the Churchill. Because it was much easier to get. Yeah, so than the wave of the other. I, yeah. I must have smoked thousands of the Maduro Churchills. Yes. I, yeah. I used to fax my order, mm -hmm. and, which was always interesting. You know, cigar aficionado mm -hmm. typically likes Churchills and torpedoes, except for when it comes to Ernesto Carrillo. They like the smaller <laughs> cigars when it comes to yeah. and hopefully they like this one. <laughs> you never know. The we'll you we'll never see know. what ends up happening. All right, uh, let's go to break, and when we come back, we're going to light up an EP Carrillo that uh, Ernie doesn't make, uh, nor is it made in the Dominican Republic. And uh, How's this going and why? We're live in the Toscano Soundstage and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the 
Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4, Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, because what I know is a cigar called Aladino Corojo Aladino Corojo Aladino Corojo They say authentic so we're not confused 
excuse while the others say it's a word that's just abused. I guess that's so. They can't compete. At least I'm sure Aladino can't be beat. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Cigars. Use authentic Corojo tobacco for JRE Tobacco. This is the greatest commercial you ever heard. Yeah. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nicaragua, from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. My ears might be bleeding There right we now. go. <laughs> we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black and White, and now West Tampa Red. Passion with a purpose. We're here with Ernesto Perez Carrillo and his daughter, Lisette. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. We're about to light up the next cigar, the opposite of what we just had. <laughs> yep, today's second cigar is the EPC Inch Nicaragua, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by EPC. The size is 5 and 7 eighths by 60, and it's in Nicaraguan Puro with a Jalapa grown, grown wrapper. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single will set you back eleven sixty nine. Well, a box of 24 is just two forty eight ninety nine, which comes out to ten thirty seven per cigar. That's a savings of almost $32 or 11% off on twoguyscigars.com. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retail that carries it, go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. 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 All right. What was the ring gauge on this? 60. 60. Because it's a... It's the number 60. A inch, because you came with the brand inch, mm-hmm. is a ring gauge of? 64. 64. Yeah. Yeah. And you make a 64. We make a 64. Yes. That's, as a matter of fact, that's our best seller. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 64 a true inch. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you were, making, um, you were making cigars in big ring gauges, uh, kind of the first one that ever really took off, the Gloria Cubana Series R. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. That was, um, well, before that, you know, the, the idea really came because, you know, before that, when I first took over back in the early 80s, uh, there was a motorcycle club, and they liked to, you know, smoke cigars. Uh, in those days, most of the cigars that were around were Lonsdale's, sure. Churchill, Busto. So they, they came, uh, and they said, you know, can you make a cigar for us, you know, a big cigar? I said, well, how big do you want it? He said, well, you know, I say a 7x70 seven or a 9x70. Wow. So we made a uh, we made a seven by seventy and a six by six. At that time, it was a 65, 66 because we didn't have molds, so it was all done by hand. And um, you know that's the the idea of the inch because the original inch that we came out with was a fifty two and a fifty four, and that was back in the uh, and let me see that was back in the early ninety I want to say ninety six ninety seven okay. And the reason for that was because, you know, we had, uh, it was 10 days before the show. And I remember my wife, uh, you know, gave me a call and she says, you know, things are starting to slow down. 
with the, the regular Gloria Pinaya. All right. All right? I mean, from 92 to 98, you know how the business sure. was. So I got the, the idea of, you know, doing, coming out with something different, different packaging, okay, uh, and different ring gauge. And that time was a 52 and a 54. So we came out with that, I think it was in, in Vegas, when we introduced that, those two cigars and natural Maduro and became an instant success. Yeah. So, and then what was a different blend than the regular Gloria Cabana? It was a different yeah. blend, okay? okay. And it, it's interesting, I'll explain to you what the difference was. The difference was we used the same wrappers as the Gloria. Now, when you buy tobacco, okay, we bought from, the Gloria Cubana came from two areas in Dominican Republic came from Macanela and Navarrete. Yeah. Now, when you buy tobacco, you just can't say, okay, I just want this tobacco from here and mm -hmm. I want this one from here. So you have to buy basically the whole crop, you know, natural, I mean, uh, seco, viso, and maduro, and uh, ligero, what am I thinking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for La Gloria, we use tobaccos from La Canera, ligero, and secos from uh, Navarrete, okay? And we used also... A, a Nicaraguan tobacco from the ASP family, oh. which was, you know, when uh, back in the early 90s, uh, I believe it was 1990, uh, they were growing wrapper in Nicaragua, and then they decided to go to Ecuador. So I remember uh, speaking to uh, Silvio Perez, uh, the grandfather of the, uh, of the family, and I said, can you grow some of this tobacco? You know, some Nicaraguan tobacco, because I, I always loved Nicaraguan tobacco. And I'm going back to the old days of uh, Flor de Orlando, uh, Bermejos, the padrones that were being made at that time in Nicaragua. Yeah. And I always loved that, you know, that taste. And so he said, yeah, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll grow some for you. And I was expecting, you know, maybe 20 bales, 30 bales. You know, it turns out, you know, he's, you know, he says, nice to have your, your tobacco here, you know, 120. 20 bales, and I oh said, how am I going to pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's burn some of the Nicaraguan tobaccos. We're going to light up our cigar yep. with the perfect big ring gauge lighter, the Vertigo yep. Blizzard, single action, three jets, patented by the big-ass tank, and an easy adjustment wheel on the bottom, all for $9.99. And I, I remember 54 looking so ridiculously yeah. big. Yeah. And now 60 is nothing. It's and, nothing. And, and 70 sell. Yeah, 70 sells. <laughs> you know, it's, you know we, it's, it's amazing. In Europe, we sell a lot of 7 by 70s. Hmm. And they're, ask, you know, they're asking us if we can make something even bigger, which, you know, well, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> well, uh, the amount of tobacco it well, uses, right? Yeah, and there, there's, you know, there's, um, there's, a, uh, there's some competition in that area. So, mm. But anyway, so... With the CVR, you know, we, I, I decided to use tobaccos only from La Canela and the uh, Nicaraguan from, um, from ASP, and that became an instant success. And then, you know, one, uh, once we sold the company, uh, remember uh, we were in a meeting in, um, in my apartment in, in DR, and there were, you know, people from Swedish Match, and Michael Giannini, who at that time was working also with, uh, with us, and uh, we were going to come out with a uh, Hermoso size, a 48 by four and a half. It's part of that thing. Yeah. And we're sitting there around the table. And for some reason, I said to them, look, 
let's come out with a 60. A 60. And they're looking at me and say, you know, if you feel comfortable about that, you know, all right, we'll come out with a 60. That was number seven? No, number, no, that was the number, no, number six. Oh, okay, number the six. Number seven came later, okay. 58 by seven. And, uh, man, as soon as we put that thing out, it was just incredible. Yeah. There was no, you know, that, I mean, it was doing well. It just picked up the whole brand again. Yeah, unbelievable what, what ended up happening with that. Yeah, yeah. So, Lissette, I want to talk to you about um, Pledge 98 and your daughter, Sky, and why you wanted this, which is the Creo Cares. So, uh, we have been talking about uh, a charitable um, arm and orga- organization, um, something a little bit more formal. Uh, through the years, we had donated to um, the Els Foundation um, for autism, yeah. uh, but really didn't um, promote that or, or do anything um, significant um, to bring more awareness. It's just we'd cut a check. And yeah. We thought, okay, well, we're, we're doing our part. So, uh, you know, we started talking about having uh, a box made just for a, a, you know, I guess a cause, you know, whether it be autism, breast cancer, yeah. different ideas were, were being um, talked about. And one of our team members' grandson, uh, Jerry Grip's grandson, has autism, and he was a big proponent, you know, of, of doing something more. And uh, one thing led to another, and, and I said to Sky, hey, we do these golf tournaments uh, with this organization. And how old you know? is she at this time? 16. 16 years old, which is yeah. just amazing. 16. Very 16. nice. Mm-hmm. She had already been involved. Well, like, like you've seen, you yeah. know, she had already been involved. Actually, she helped with the launch of this, oh, of Vinci Garawa. You know, just ironically, um, that was one of her first, you know, real kind of endeavors with us. Um, for some time, she wasn't very interested in the, you know, the, the, in the tobacco or cigars. Uh, you know, I'd always make them go to the factory. I'd say at least once a year they were going up to the pandemic with me. Yeah. Uh, I would go on my own other times, but I always made it a, a point that I wanted them to come. And, you know, she helped with this, and more and more I would explain to her, okay, so this is the marketing timeline. These are the different components, the target audience. And I would explain all of these nice. things to her, and she was very, very perceptive. Like, for example, even with the packaging, because we're very obsessed with packaging in our company. And she said, but why are you saying Nicaragua twice? You know, EP Carrillo should be bigger. You wow. know, because one of the, one of the many, um, I think, challenges to, to – uh, any business in, in our company in particular has to do with, you know, a name or the brand recognition by that name. So a lot of people know about Inch, but do they know that E.P. Carrillo makes Inch and that E.P. Carrillo makes Pledge? Yes. You know? So she, you know, little things that she would say is like, hey, pretty, pretty smart kid there. So she goes with me to this, um, to this golf uh, event. And um, next to us is the, we were in the first hole and next to us was the Els, um booth and there were these two young men who ha- have autism and they created as part of, of that organization um a way to get uh, adults with autism jobs and they started talking to her and talking to her and i don't know she just kind of kept saying mom why can't we kind of do something more 
with this organization. I mean, it's, we're already doing something. Why have to wait to do this box? And you know how it is. It's going to take a year. Why don't we just do something during the holidays? I'm like, well, it typically doesn't like work like that. So there has to be something like a catch. We don't even have time to really do anything. I mean, this was November or I think it was November, yeah. right? So we go up to the, to the organizer and she, my daughter just tells us, oh, she's like, well, April is Global Autism Month and Awareness Month. And my daughter's like, no, I mean, we just want to do it now. <laughs> so the lady's like, okay, well, um, how would you do this? And she's just like, oh, we just want to do it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out that part. Well, but there won't be time. And No, but we'll do a test run. We'll see what happens. And then in April, we'll just do it again. And I'm here thinking like, Jesus, I haven't even looked at the financials. What did she do? What did she say? But, you know, and then I explained to her on the right back, all of these other components, please always talk to us. But it ended up being something incredible because we were talking about different ideas and, you know, talking about the number and how much, uh, you know, how would we, and then they told us, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, we, do we collaborate and you know we put you 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 buy this and then part of it goes to to us you know so yeah. there were all these ideas and then we ended up with pledge 98 wow. um and the idea was you know that pledge got a 98 rating and that's something that we're extremely proud of mm. uh and we figured how about we do for every pledge uh prequel sold 98 cents a cigar our initial estimates uh during that time period i mean and you're aware like it was going to be a month and a half January, typically, you know, you're, you're thinking colder weather, sure. et cetera, et cetera. And we're thinking 30,000. You know, we're probably going to be able to raise 30,000. and uh, Which would be huge. Huge. Yeah. And, and you think for an organization, you know, they raise a million dollars here and there. But she was telling us, like, this is like money we weren't expecting. What we could do with this would be you have no idea, you know, the, a program or, the, I mean, they were just so supportive. And my daughter, you know, on those first Zoom calls, I, I could see her like, you know, struggling with some of the questions because, you know, she is 16 years 16. old. And, oh my God. And Both of you is how proud you should be. We, wow. we hit 15 faster than we thought. Wow. We hit 30. And then it was just like, wow, like this is really something. And, you know, it, it went to over 46 Unbelievable. And that was that run. And then we did the April. In April, we did $9.80 a box, you know, because obviously, yeah. like like we were talking before, financials. Yeah. And um, all in all, over $58,000. And my daughter started asking her, is this the only golf tournament? And she says, no, we actually have what's considered a golf challenge where we're all over the country doing these. And of course, she just said, "Well, we'll be there." <laughs> <laughs> you got to calm her down. She can't. Uh, so, so, oh, then, so then, you know, make a long story short, we look at the calendar, and we—I think we're doing eleven, eleven wow, of them. God. And so, the grand total of our contribution, this—I mean, in the last six months, or you know, this will go through September's. I believe you're looking at. Um, uh, I'm almost uh, ninety. Almost 
the weight loss. I don't want to misspeak because these numbers are important. Almost ninety. Ninety thousand dollars. Yep. Unbelievable. A child just kind of just. God you know, bless. And, God bless. That's yeah. unbelievable. And yes. just, we're super excited about this. Uh, and yeah, we'll continue. Her idea is maybe next year. You know, obviously support Els because that's always a foundation that's you know been close to us. But find some other organizations. Like there was a, a gentleman who won the Inch Nicaragua contest who came to Miami. Uh, and he has an organization in Milwaukee which helps uh, raise m uh, money for uh, foster kids or when uh, with toys and books, et cetera, et cetera. But they just did a gala where we donated some in Nicaragua where they um, they have these centers where kids, instead of going to the police station, because in Milwaukee that's the first place you stop, they're like, you know, play centers. So you just go through this experience, and instead of going to the police station, you know, you're going to go to these places where, you know, the foster system, unfortunately, yeah. is going to be involved, but you're going to be kind of like in this safe space hmm. where it's not so scary, where, right, you don't, where right. there's, you know, toys. And so she got involved with, with that, and they just did a live on Instagram last week talking about it. So, you know, I, I brought up to her also, um, there's a person, um, a woman, a veteran, who is, uh, I guess she raises money for, for families, and mm -hmm. she's out in North Carolina, I think, and she wants to talk to her as well. So there's all of these possibilities yeah. where we're really, I mean, we, we didn't expect this, and it's just something very inspiring. Beautiful, beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful. All right, right now it's time for the confessional, and that's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. <laughs> Brought yeah. to you by oh, All yeah. Saints Cigars, yeah. featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, <clears throat> confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? And this week's confession comes from one of Jonathan's biggest fanboys. Don't say the I'm name. I'm not saying the name. Just uh -huh. he's a fanboy. This is all uh, And it confession. says, uh, hello, Jonathan, Barry, Ed, and Dave. This is my first time doing a confessional, so I'll make it count. A few months back, after much encouragement from my friends and the show, I decided to finally watch The Godfather because mm. I had never seen it, like Mr. Jonathan. I was so excited to finally see this classic mob movie that I found the Blu-ray set at a local movie store, and I was planning my entire weekend around watching them all. I put the first one in and pressed play with excitement in my heart, but then after 45 minutes, I asked, why is the wedding scene still happening? <laughs> I thought, well, maybe it's just the beginning and it'll pick up in a minute like three-hour movies usually do. That was not the case. This was the longest three hours of my entire life. Oh, you didn't like I will it. never watch it again, and I will never watch the other two. So I confess, The Godfather is overrated. Sorry, Dave. Save yourself, Mr. J. Goodfellas Whoa. is the best movie of all no time. No one would have told him to watch three. <laughs> yeah. But number two was even better than number one. But number one was great, but that's his confession. Well, here's his penance. Oh, for the who and what? Who does that? For your penance, smoke two Churchills, three robustos, <laughs> all Saint cigars this week. And I know who it is, so I'm going to be watching for that order this week. So you make sure you do your penance and place that order. There we go. All right. Um, 
So family business and, uh, you know, every, everybody that's hearing this should, should support your, your family's company because I, I think it's great. Uh, I, this is why I love this industry. Yes. So it's 38 years for me in the industry, and this is why I, I, I love it. We know about the pledge coming out, uh, mm -hmm. Pledge of Allegiance right. coming out. You're going to be at the trade show. Yes. Are you showing anything new? <laughs> that you can say, it's two weeks away. <laughs> it's two weeks. What do you think? Sure. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody listens sure. okay. to this. But, but wait, uh, be, the, be, part, the part, just the name, not everything else. Just the name. <laughs> well, I told him already, so. I know, he, he but knows, I mean. Yeah. Well, we, we are, you know, we, we are, you know, we don't want to, uh, we were thinking about, you know, a lot of things <laughs> that we wanted to do. Needless to say, um, you know, you got to be careful what you introduce. Um, because, you know, first I think we have to fill all the demand that's out there for our cigars, you know, internationally and, of course, here. But we are coming out. Uh, every year we come out with a short run. Yes. And this year this is what basically is going to be introduced at the, uh, the show. Again, this is something that uh, we're going to have made by another mm. company. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to mention yet because, that, you know. But There's that, this whole plan. Yeah, this whole <laughs> so. plan, you know. But I think, uh, you know, I think people are, are going to be uh, very excited about this. You know, this is something that, uh, um, you know, like with the ancient, with the allegiance that we made with Oliva, this is going to be also a company in, in Central America that we want to do uh, something with because, you know, we admire the work very much. This is real collaboration stuff that's going on. Like, one, you know, you hear some of it, but I mean... Well, the the whole concept, be, you know, be behind this, okay, uh, you know, a few years ago, I started looking at a um, uh, a show that, you know, my, my kids recommended called Chef's Table. And, you know, you, yeah, I was looking at all the different chefs, and there was this one uh, program where a uh, chef would go down to a, a you know somebody else's restaurant sure. just or, what i was thinking of too yeah. another chef in your kitchen yeah. right right exactly yeah. so i say you know why don't we do that why don't i go and and you know blend a cigar with them using their tobaccos their you know um um you know their their you know their factory to make the cigars so the first one with with placencia which is the ancient nicaragua and then um it took us about eight months to really come up, you know, because I, I had to understand uh, the way that they made cigars, you know, the, the tobaccos that they have, which they have, you know, excellent, great tobaccos. And uh, the second one, it, the Allegiance, was made with uh, Oliva, Oliva tobacco. Barry's writing all kinds of things down. <laughs> Off the record stuff, yeah. Off the well, remember when I was here, you brought up Cubaliados, remember? Yes. Cubaliados. You were baffled, and I said, it really is yeah. collaboration. It really and, is. Yeah, yeah. It really like, is. Yeah. And you, it, it's great, right? Oh, it's, it's fun, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And the thing is that, you know, the people that we work with, you know, we have a relationship that goes back, you know, years. And uh, so it makes it that much more interesting, you know, to go in there and they open their doors and say, you know, you know, come and do what you have to do. And the response has been in incredible, you know, in both of those. So for the show, we're going to introduce this cigar. It's going to be limited to, I think, what, 75,000? Mm, 75,000 cigars. And it's, uh, you know, it's a... One and done. 
Yes, well, for now. Yeah, for now. Well, the allegiance, that, that was just like, you know, the allegiance was the same concept. You know, even this, you know, we're going to make 100,000, 200,000 a year. But it's turned out that now, it, you know, that 200,000 is going to turn out to, you know, almost what? Yeah, the allegiance started with the idea of having, you know, these kind of collaborations. Uh, allegiance, per se, was going to be allegiance one, two, three. So these might happen. But right now, this one's on fire. So we're just going to, you know, so it never started, like, limited, limited. It was just kind of, you know, we're getting our feet wet trying to figure this all out, especially with... Uh, this series, you know, yes. which is the family-oriented, yeah. um, yeah. you know. Rising tides raise all ships. <laughs> if you can, you, you're rising and you're helping somebody else and they're helping you, and the next thing you know, everybody goes up. It's, well, listen, it's you a know, very positive thing. one thing we have to realize, you know, this is an industry. This is not about, you know, one company or another company. If as an industry, and this goes to retail also. Sure. And, you know, I've seen you do a lot of work with all the retailers. They're calling you constantly, yeah. you know. So we got to look at this at an industry where we're going to grow the industry. The moment that we say, well, you know, I can't do this because, you know, he'll know about my blends or, you know, we'll know his blends, not what he uses. You know, you can't think that right. way. You got to think, you know, we want the whole industry to be successful so that that will help, you know, other companies be successful. Yeah, I agree well, a thousand percent. It's about passion, you know? right. it's about passion. Right. We, yeah. we care to grow the whole industry for the next generation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We're exactly. getting older, but it's for the next well, one. Right? Yeah, but we'll be around for a while. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> really quick before a break, yeah. strength check, number one through ten, what would you say the strength this is? This is an eight. Ernesto, what would you rate this? Okay, I rate this cigar, I, I would say an eight. What I like about the cigar, and I think the whole purpose about the cigar is not think about the size. Right. You know, you're mm -hmm. smoking a cigar, you're not thinking about the size. It's a big ring gauge, it's this or that. You know, it's just a flavorful. Very flavorful. Very, flavor. you know, it has some sparkles, you yeah. know, it has some, you know, strength. So I'm very, I mean... Um, I'm surprised how much I like it based on the ring gauge. No, our uh -huh. chat room is calling it medium at a five or six. Oh. <laughs> do they retrohale? Uh, I'm pretty sure the majority of them do. Okay. Well, yeah. You're okay with it, Ed Sullivan? I love it. All right. Yeah, yeah I'm not usually 60 ring gauge. You're right. I would smoke this again. This is this one again. I can smoke. Yeah. The way I second to that. I hate the size, but I would smoke this again. The way that I judge the strength of a cigar is with my eyes water. Ah, uh, okay. That's, to me, if I retrohale yeah. and my eyes water, that, to me, is strength. Right. And then what I like about the cigar, it leaves a nuttiness. There's a long, long finish on yeah, it. It's a long, long finish, you know? Long finish. I really enjoy it. Well, uh, Lisette and Ernesto, thank you so much. Oh, this is a you. very special episode every year. It's so nice to have you here. We've known each other for a long, long time. <laughs> yes. Uh, even Lisette, I was telling her last time, buying ashtrays from her. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the uh, uh, glass ashtrays, yes. remember? Yes. yes. And uh, we go back a long, long time. Yes, we do. And uh, it's thank you for everything you did for this industry and uh, for uh, your daughter and now your, your grandchildren coming on and the, the next generation behind that. Oh, I, it's yeah. Beautiful. I think, I think we, we have a long, you know, uh, we're going to have a long history. Beautiful. Company, wonderful. So. Wonderful. All right. Thank you. We're going to go to you. break. And when we come back, we got a prize to give away and lots more. Stick around, everybody. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. 
Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar and Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose. This is Rafael Nodal from Agent Room Cigars and Tabacalera USA. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black and White, and now the new West Tampa Red, available right now. That's passion with a purpose. You know, I was just thinking, he's a pianist. You got Ernesto, who's a jazz drummer. Who's a pianist? Uh, Rafael Nadal. Oh, yeah. Yes. You got Ernesto, who's a drummer. Nick's a drummer as well. They should put out like a musical piece for charity and all the money they make from Apple sales go to PCA. Put or the something. cigar band together. The cigar band together. Cigar band. Yep, yeah. Right. Well, what was the thing years ago that was um, being Live Aid, right? Or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, this would be Cigar, cigar Aid. I, although I, I think it turns drummer heavy, doesn't it? Her clots and Perdomo. Yeah, and you, you would hope somebody knows how to play those. guitar and somebody could sing, but. Somebody's going to have to play the tambourine. You're going to do the cowbell. Dave will do the cowbell. (laughs) (laughs) There was a uh, uh, TP, um, not PCA. TPE. TPE. And a whole bunch of people got up, and there was was an industry uh, jam session. Um, I think, um, was it um, Jonathan Drew, bass player? News to me. We need one of those. I think Jonathan Drew was on bass. And Raphael was up there. And I think Rocky Patel was on drums. And Listen, if we need a guitar player, Guitar guitar Ninja would hop in and play with the band. Yeah. If they, but there's got to be, right? There's got to be. What what does Pete Johnson play? It's bass, too? He's a bass player, I believe. Hmm. So that'd be nice to be fun. Could, could it make a lot of money? There's so much charity. You, yeah. You see this, and you know that the, the Newmans and Fuentes, the big thing they do, there's just a lot of charity you know. that goes around, it, and the, the amount that's done that nobody even knows about. You know, these. Yeah. I, I know some guys that give lots and lots of charity, completely unknown. Uh, yeah. That don't say. It's a way to, yeah. you know. Here's an idea. Make it a little bit more mainstream, maybe. Yeah. A future New England Cigar Expo when you have a bunch of them together, <laughs> make we them could, get up there. Could. And speaking of which, I mean, we have uh, lots of tickets that are left, unfortunately. Huh. I thought this thing would have sold out a lot faster, but there are tickets available for the New England Cigar Expo. The event is Friday and Saturday, September 29th and 30th. Uh, and if you want tickets, you can go to twoguyscigars.com. They're up there. Two-day tickets are 395 one-day tickets, which is Saturday only, is two and a quarter. If you get the two-day ticket, you get 38 cigars for the three ninety-five. Mm. You get a, a, a great dinner. Unbelievable dinner. Plus, there's going to be the entertainment. Yeah, lots of entertainment. Might win a cow. Right. And the one-day ticket, uh, you're going to get 20 cigars for your uh, two and a quarter, but with that, it's going to meet all the different manufacturers. There's a pavilion with all the food trucks that are going to be there and the micro wrestling, and there's going to be entertainment and surprises, and you're going to be sorry you didn't go, but um, there are tickets left. Some people say it's a long way off. You know, don't worry, but usually our events sell out in a day or two, mm. and this has been going slower. Is it the economy? Is it because it's a new event or whatever's going on? Uh, it, it just makes me concerned. I want to sell it faster. It's a lot more tickets. Than right, the past, and a lot though. more tickets, too. So in fairness, absolutely. And uh, also with um, the uh, 4th of July is going to be the last day of the Fat Fingers. It's Fat Finger Independence Day. That there will be no more fat fingers after right. that day. Um, last call I got was one fifteen last week. Did you sell a, a bunch? Of- yeah, I, off the top of my head, I know of at least four. 
All right. <laughs> so there's still at least 100 tickets, 100 pairs yes. of gloves left. Uh, also, you can go to the Cigar Authority on that. You click the button right on the CigarAuthority.com. It'll take you to it. Uh, a pair of gloves is $99. Mm-hmm. You can buy a single glove if you want to do a Michael Jackson. But you know, I recommend a pair of gloves. You two look like an old married couple at the dinner table. Oh, yeah. Right at, after <laughs> about 20 years, you know, further and there further apart. Can you pass the uh, Grey Poupon, please? There we go. <laughs> Oh, look at all this space. I didn't even notice it. We're just talking like we're talking. It's like, right. we're, like we booked a flight, and we're the only person on each wing. <laughs> I, I, we're you ever balanced. Been, you ever been on a flight where there's nobody on the whole row? Yes. Oh, that's great. I mean, not just my three seats, yeah. but yeah, the three after the that, too. Yeah. Laid out. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got a prize to give away? Yep. This week, uh, the Monte Cristo email week features a pin, a flask, a lighter, and a shoulder sling bag. And uh, Mr. J sold the lotion. He's using it downstairs. There we go. <laughs> um, first email comes from Pino. And uh, it's a show idea. And he says, hello, fellows and Mr. J. I have listened to every episode and love the show. I have had an idea for a while, but never wrote until today. All right. With the trade show coming up, I think you should get Ed the buyer on before or after the trade show. To see how it is to deal with Dave. Oh. <laughs> I think it's an after, and you can talk a little bit about the strategy and what happens, right? I told him not to buy that. It'd be fun. He gives me one. He says, you can have one. You each and give each other it, one. Yeah. yeah. Of the, when you really want it and the other guy says no, mm-hmm. if you use it, that's it. Yep. You used it. So yeah. I think it was last year. That wherever I went, it, it might have been uh, West Tampa. I think it was. Uh, you just used it. I used it immediately. First place we stopped at, <laughs> and I go, "Okay, we're going to do this." And he goes, "You're using your, you know, they're probably saying, what the hell are you talking about?' <laughs> That's it. You're using it right away." Mm-hmm. So he was against it, mm-hmm. and I said, "Yeah, I'm using it right away," yeah. which sucks because you used I it, know. and it, you got three and a half days to go. <laughs> yeah, you used it on DBL. Oh, did I? Okay, yeah. okay. It came in. I was shocked to see it. And Ed goes, yeah, this was Dave's one. (laughs) (laughs) Our second email comes from Owen, who says the breathing is me. Watched last week's episode, and I think I can end the debate whether the mic breathing is Barry or Dave. I noticed in the last week's episode, Barry distinctively blows out of the cigar when he rests it in his mouth and breathes in through his nose, therefore making an excessive breathing noise into the mic. Yeah. Rest easy, Dave. No need to break out the sleep ma- apnea mask today. Huh. It's coming, though. I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but uh, I, when I did my colonoscopy, yeah. they, they said, oh, my God, you got sleep <laughs> apnea. You weren't even breathing. Well, not good. No. And our last email comes from Stephen, and it says, I'm a big fan and a regular email contributor to the show. I normally insult and crack wise. Today, I have a simple request. Sometime around 1990, the cigar smoking world was comprised of pretty boring cigars. I was a smoker at that time, and most of the cigars were very mild. Then someone offered me a La Gloria. Mm. It changed the my smoking world. It did. Mm. I think it permanently changed the course of the industry, and most definitely for the better. I am sure that cigar from 1990 would seem mild today, but it set off an explosion of taste and craft. My simple request to say thank you to Ernesto and someone shake his hand for me. Thank you, Stephen. He absolutely did it. 
It, it was him. That's why we call him the godfather of boutique cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing something nobody else was doing. He was doing it, by the way, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Later on, he got a factory and went to the Dominican. But when we're talking about the old days with his daughter there. That was a little place, and it was maybe at the at the height of it, maybe 12 people rolling cigars. Right. So that's six pairs of people rolling but cigars. But do you remember all the, the problems when he first opened the Dominican? All the customers would say, well, yeah. where are they from? Well, it's yes. the same cigar. Right. So they were still making the ones in the in Miami, but a big factory that could produce a lot. So some of them on the bottom of them said D- Dominican Republic because it was imported and had, yeah. to, had to say it. I don't and want those And the people would ones. lift the bottom of the box. So you got any Miami ones? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, no. You've got to be kidding me. It's the same thing. Yeah. And no, it's not. No, it's not. Same went for um, Padron, mm-hmm. who Padron, you know, is Padron being in Nicaragua. Well, they were in Honduras also. Right. And both of them would come in, Honduras and Nicaragua. And the good news was that most times, most people didn't know. But then when they knew there were two, they would ask for one or the other, mm-hmm. depending on what it was. And by the way, Honduras was popular at the time. Yeah. So it might have been the other way around. They were right. looking for the Honduran ones. I, I don't recall. <laughs> But uh, all right, so you got Pino that had the show idea with Ed DeBio, which was actually a good idea. Ed doesn't want to do it. No, no but I've been bothering him forever to do it. And well, for years. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm voting for Pino because I think Ed the buyer needs to be on the show. I'm if, all right with that. If we vote for Pino, he has to be on the well, show. He doesn't right? have to, but I would. I, I would say to him, listen, let's do a show where we bring, even if it's just a 30 minute. Exactly. He, he could do an after show. Uh, what, we went after show, yeah. which we could record yeah. anytime or whatever. Sure. Yeah. I, I think it's a great idea. So Maybe we'd have to need you on the side to go to the warehouse and we sit in his office for a half hour and, mm-hmm. and yeah, that one strategy. And we can, if it convinces him, we'll tell him, okay, this one's not going out as the video. It'll just be the audio going yes, out. Yes, yeah. Uh, all right, Pino gets it. Pino gets it, although uh, uh, I, I like uh, that. Barry's the one breathing heavy, but I'm breathing heavy, too. <laughs> There's no uh, taking away from that. All right, right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) (laughs) And a man in China ended up in a legal battle after walking out on a blind date who expected him to pay as it's the debonair... Wait a minute, they don't advertise anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The issue was the woman showed up with 23 relatives, and when the gentleman was handed the bill, it contained expensive alcohol and smokes. The bill, $2,800. Well, the woman sued after he walked out and won to a degree as the man was required to pay for his and her meals. Despite the loss, I think the man's the real winner because usually it takes a few dates for the crazy card to be played. (laughs) And that's not only insane, it's asylum. It's true. She's out. out. Yeah, he, he still won. He probably intended to pay for the two of them. Yeah. Not a whole family. Right. 
yeah, successive. For yeah, it's yeah. a lot from column A and a lot from column and, B. And even just with the numbers, they they were bad guests. They were ordering probably the most expensive stuff. It's it's not good. Right, no need of it. Uh, I'd like to call an audible. I'd like to um, grab somebody from the audience, unknown, and see if he'll come up. Unknown thing. That yeah, he, he, I, he I doesn't love know. it. Nurse Rick. Will you come up on the stage and join us for this classic day in classic history? He says, sure. We were running late. Now we're definitely going to be late. Oh, Re- yeah. Reluctantly, uh, he's coming up. But uh, Nurse Rick, you know this classic day in classic history, how that's played. You've heard it before, maybe. So he, you know how to put the headphones on. Do this. He's an expert. We got an expert here. Nice hat. Did that come with a free bowl of soup? Let me tell you about that hat. So if you recognize the voice, if you ever listened to the Cigar Hacks, this is Nurse Rick, a.k.a. Enema Boy. Enema Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Because because, uh, you've given enemas before. Oh, my God. Years of it. Yes. Barry, you better never end up on my table. No (laughs) lubricant for you. Don't threaten me with a good time. So how's the cigar, Cigar Hacks going? Fabulous. Fabulous. In fact, we're two and three shows ahead. Uh, we just did a show. Of a week. week. You do one every week. Every and, and single week for five years. Five years. I mean, we follow you. Yeah. We, we came to you before the show ever started, um, before our producer Dave took off. Um, we came to you, and we said, Dave, how do we do this? Yeah. And all through COVID, we had the same group of seven or, seven or eight of us. We kept the group the same because of COVID. Um, I'm a nurse. I worked in a hospital all through COVID. We wanted it. We, we made sure everybody was so safe, you, but we never stopped. You, you had all the protocols in place. We had all the protocols. And you know what? It, it, it's a funny group because, you know, some people were pro-vaccine. Some people were uh. against the vaccine. You know, and I was the only one in the whole group that was working with COVID patients every day. However... Uh, nobody got sick. Uh, we smoked some great cigars, and we never stopped. Mm-hmm. And we just went all the way through. We're getting did you close. Never, did you never get COVID through that? I have not, never through that. I've had COVID three times. Okay. However, when you work with it in and out, yeah, it's going to happen. And all three times I got sick because my wife was a hospital administrator. She got it first. Ah, <laughs> so maybe so, she was. She you was, know, you so both of us, you know. Hey, but, you had it? No. Yeah, me and Ed have never had it. It's because we smoke more than you guys. Yeah, it's the cigars. Whatever. And neither of you were ultra careful at all, right? No. I mean, I I practice social distancing before it was even a thing. Yeah, that six-foot thing you were doing it before. I felt kind of like everybody jumped on the bandwagon (laughs) late, right? All right, so you know uh, how the Classic Three-Way goes? I do. So right now it's Classic Three-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. 
Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. You know, I don't know about you, but I kind of wish that guy had talked faster. Yeah, speed him up. <laughs> uh, you got you got the ability to do it. You have the power. You have the power. You're the producer. I got to remember if I mixed that or he gave it to us. I'll look into it. All right, look into it. Today is June 17th, and this is without going over. You're picking the date. Ed is our champion, so he'll go first. We'll make our way around. Ed, born today, American pop singer and songwriter Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow? Who specialized in uh, orchestrated romance ballads. He writes the so- songs that make the, the whole, whole world, world sing. He does, but he was born today. What year was that? Uh, that was in 1947. 47, he says. What do you say? 1942. 42. 49. 49. 42, we'll take it, Rick. Mm. 43. Oh, Four. Barry. Well, you came in. You kept me yeah. from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Over to you, Rick. Uh, born today. Venus Williams. She is an American tennis player regarded as one of the greatest women tennis players of all time. Venus Williams is credited by introducing never-before power of athleticism to women tennis along with her sister Serena. But Vanessa, uh, Venus was born today. What year? 77. 77. Wow, my math is all messed up here. 76. 76. I had 79 on that. 79 for the points. 80. Oh. Wow. That's good. So Ed gets a point. Rick has a point. We have four questions, no tiebreakers. And Barry is at zero, but it's over to Barry. Happened this day. Happened right. this day. American gridiron football player, hero O.J. Simpson was charged with the murder of his ex-wife, Nicole Simpson, and friend Ronald Goldman. And you remember what happened? It was a whole... Ride, long ride, car ride, and everything. That happened today. What year was that? Charged. 93. 93. Charged. Yeah, I had 90. 90. I think, it was, I, I think 88. 88. 88. 93. We'll take it, wow. Barry Stein. It was 94. So I had oh. 94 written down, but that was like, that's what the uh. trial was. So I said, all right, let me deduct a year. Whew. That was it. All right, so we have a three-way tie right now on one question to go. It's one we to one to one. One question left? One question, that's it. And it's over to you, Ed Sullivan. Oh, Closest boy. without going over. This is a lot of pressure. Two points for exact. Happened this day. All right. The Watergate. The Watergate? Ooh. An office apartment hotel complex in Washington, D.C., headquarters for the Democratic mm-hmm. National Committee, was broken into by five men who later were arrested, prompting the Watergate scandal that upended the administration of U.S. President Richard M. Nixon. The Watergate broke break-in happened today. You're going with 1973. 73's going. I think it was 74. 74. I have 73. 73. Everybody is over. 72. Ooh. Wow. So I win. So you are still the champion. Well, it's it means I win. Team. I didn't win, but I win. win. <laughs> but yeah. it's a win happening 
any way. You always have 62 tiebreakers. I know. (laughs) When you need one, there isn't one. I warned you. It's four questions and no tiebreakers. That's why I say it in advance. You were clear. Clear as can be. So what do you think? E.P. Carrillo, he's not here to hear you right now. For For a big ring gauge cigar, I can't believe the amount of flavor that's on it. And he didn't do it himself anyway. No. Well, he blended. He blended. Yeah. It. yeah. It's delicious. It really is. He knows how to do a big ring gauge cigar. Mm-hmm. He He's does. the guy that he started knows it all. Things. It's all there. Flavor, aroma. Yeah. It burns well. Stayed lit that whole time. I put mm-hmm. it down, which gets an extra point for me just for staying lit. Yeah. If it wasn't for the original La Gloria Cubana, I don't know if I'd be a cigar smoker today. Right. I mean, it really changed things. Those were cigars that I would get in. I had the East Boston store at the time. The shipment would come in. I'd open the box, and people would stand around because the store was small anyway. There was no back place to go to. I'd open the box right there, and as I pull the boxes out, I'll take that. I'll take that, and we just empty the box out to sales. Right. If you were in the store at the moment, you got them. If you didn't, most likely not. And also would be like uh, Ed was saying, I'm looking for the Wavelda Robusto or some certain size. I don't have that, but I have Churchill. All right, right, I'll take it. It's (laughs) it's completely what? Did you ever have customers that know, all right, UPS comes to his store around 11 o'clock and they would get there? It must have been. (laughs) It must have been because uh, they They would would be right there. And they take multiple boxes. That was probably the first time. We were always a good box selling store. Yeah, but that but one? Multiple box sales. Well, would they happen. knew I got to take them while they're here. Yeah. So it changed everything. That is the, the brand that changed everything. Um, you know, again, he's not here. It's a fraction of what it, what it used to be. Yeah. Uh, or I think that he would I, admit it. That everything became more flavorful after that mm-hmm. point anyway. Like, if I was to smoke it again today, would I say it was strong? Because it was strong, mm. but... It's not. It's not, but it, it really started that uh, trend yeah. towards stronger cigars. Yeah, yeah. So, great having them. We're going to have dinner with them tonight. It's the annual father Father's Day um, dinner that's going to happen tonight at 6 o'clock. If you have tickets, I'll see you there. Uh, if you don't... That's one don't waste time with because it's a small group where we're like 70 people tonight or whatever we're at. So uh, that is it, Rick. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Uh, Next week, it is the Swisher story uh, and its acquisition of Drew Estates. We're going to go to the past, the present, and the future with a company. I think it'll be interesting. uh, And it it may spawn this whole story of different things if it works out we'll see how well it goes until then you've been listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network and if you learned anything today that makes you the cigar authority the views and opinions expressed by the hosts guests or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the studio 21 podcast cafe the united podcast network its partners or affiliates